Johnny hit me the other day for a rendezvous. Was it the bitch that fucked good in the dungeon crew? Let's say her name is Susie Screw, cause she screwed a lot. Making a nigga hit that chunk at legitimate spots. Not no parks, back seats, and things of that nature. Had to hate your player. You nigga in the whole down, never said I'm hater. Straight later, slayed the bitch like Darth Vader. Made her from Collie Park and Fed. All the way down to the hater, like Jada. Hope was sharp and spotty, that was shouty. You're now tuned in to the number one podcast, now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. This is Purse Talks with Bobby Rollins Swimmer. And remember, the bag isn't always about money, but more so what you want out of life. So make sure you like, follow, repost, and subscribe to Bag Season. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Royal Realty. Buy, sell, flip. Royal Realty for all your real estate needs in the Philadelphia area. This is Purse Talks, Season 2, Episode 7, A Father's Impact. What up, Bob? It's like that now. Remember they was in the video like this? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't see me. It's uh, good. YouTube, YouTube viewership coming soon. Yeah. Wait your damn turn, all right? <laughs> we coming. Listen, I, it's a progress. It's a it's a slow process, all right. Be patient. Shout out to Big Boy, happy birthday to that Aquarius fella down in the ATL. You know what I'm saying? He, um, if y'all don't know who Big Boy is, he's part of Outcast. Yeah, big big fan. I am a huge one of the fan. best groups ever. The, the best group. You heard what he said. The the best group of all time. There's no debate. Them and the Tribe Called Quest. You can de- you can argue with me. They got a diamond album. <laughs> you can argue with me all you want to, but it's it's not gonna be a winning argument. Um. So yeah, but uh, yeah, we are um. We're back, and um, with a with a good topic. Um. Shout out to all the people who, all the baggers who listened to uh, episode Consistent six. Consistent baggers. Yeah, episode six was something else, man. I tell you what. Um, a lot of good feedback. And, got, got, and ladies, like we like we told y'all, we not biased on here. Right, our time, your time is coming. Uh, we gonna know, get the fellas. Trust worry. me, we gonna get the fellas. In this season. So In this season. Yeah, so don't, don't It's coming sweat. soon. It's, don't sweat it. It's coming. It, uh, it might mess around and have to be a round table discussion. <laughs> Listen. We might have to do battle with the sexes again. I don't know. Yeah, we might have to. But shout out to all the beggars who listened up. And make sure you you do exactly what Bob said. You you follow, like, subscribe. And share. also share, you know, the Bag Season podcast with all your family and your friends. It's something maybe you can actually sit down with your family, listen to the podcast, and actually maybe reflect on some of the things that we talk about. And maybe shoot us an email. You can shoot us an inbox. You know, that's something that we could always that we are always open to. Um, if you're looking to be on the show, if you're looking to potentially give us an idea, make sure you inbox us. That's Bag Season. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast on Instagram. And that's going to be uh, Bag Season. We actually have the email address. Which is B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast at gmail.com. Once again, all the information you need to get in contact with us is available on our IG. So, I'm excited about this this topic today. Um, a father's impact. A father's impact. Shout out um, to all the real dads out there. Oh. You know. Oh. <laughs> y'all, if y'all know me, you know that I love my daughter to death. 
And um, I love being a girl dad. I love being a dad, period. Um, so, for sure, I'm excited to talk about this topic. This is actually Bob's idea to talk about this. He wanted to kind of dig into it a little bit. And for all of those who are listening out there, uh, we are going to hit into some deep stuff. Um, like I said, make sure you definitely uh, share the bag season. Uh, I'm your boy Swimmer. That's S-W-I-M-M-R underscore N-U-P-E-3. And I'm Triple B, nice and 11 on all media platforms. So we here. We here. Father's impact. You're a dad. I'm not a dad, but I have a dad. Mm-hmm. Also, I have a stepdad. Okay. And also, I have father figures. Mm-hmm. I have father figures. No father. Um, my grandfather was like my father. You know, so uh, I learned a lot of things on the, on the old school way, bro. So, um, you know. Mind you, we're both millennials. Yeah, but I, I would consider myself more Gen X than anything. Of how Cause you're on the you're on the cut line. I, I, yeah, Gen X is supposed supposedly starts in, in or ends in eighty one. I was born in eighty three, so for me, like I I'm, I was raised more on the traditional ideals from baby, baby boomers, boomers and before. Yeah. So a lot of the concepts that I have as a father and growing up are very old school, and you know I think me personally. I think that it's a dying art in regards to how people are raised in the household and it's it was affected by a, multi- a multitude of different things so we're going to get into that later on but uh, truth be told man like there's no experience better than being a father and a dad together it's just the greatest it's the greatest thing in the world like I was with my daughter today picked her up from school this just when she sees you it's just like you know super happy you know, when, um, you know, you take her somewhere or do something with her, uh, those dads who have boys, um, you know, it's just the fact, it's like, yo, my, this is my son, you know, and, and there's no better, there's no better feeling than that, I'm telling you, man, like, once you get to a certain age, you really start, you really stop living for yourself and start living for other people, it's very selfless, and once you become that, it's just, the sky's the limit, everything, everything is just great. So, that's just a little personal tip. A little personal tidbit of mine. Um, we're gonna get into some factors. We're gonna talk about some positives, some negatives today. Um, Give y'all some dialogue. Right. Um, where we where we stand with the topic and uh, how we're affected by it. Because um, remember, not everybody has positive, you know, situations with fathers. Exactly. You know? Some so, people have negative. Right, and so we're going to talk. We're going to touch on that a little bit. As we talked about last week, some of y'all have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> but nah, like a father's impact. I think we don't value like we always say that women in society aren't valued as much. Mm-hmm. Aren't appreciated as much. Mm-hmm. Aren't protected as much. Especially the black woman. Mm-hmm. But when I think historically and like systematically, I think it really it's like us, like like men. And like I'm sorry, y'all. We we're 
it's going to be broad, but we're speaking from our experience. I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. Swim's a black man. Mm-hmm. We come from black households. Right. So that's the... That's the mindset we're coming from. So when I'm speaking off of something being systematic and looking at it from years of oppression, mm-hmm. what did they hurt? The black man. They automatically demonized the man in the house automatically from like slavery. And we see it in movies. Mm-hmm. We see it docu- like whether it's Old talk, slave movies. You're talking about systematic oppression? Systematic oppression. Mm-hmm. We see it in slave movies. Mm-hmm. We, it's, it's documented with the old system of like how people in our communities got welfare. Mm-hmm. We see it in the legal system. Yep. All the way from like the war on drugs. Mm-hmm. And then the, what, the 96 crime bill. Mm-hmm. Three strike law. Mm-hmm. List goes on. Stop and frisk. Stop and frisk. Like there's a there's a <laughs> like there's a lot of things that affect the household that we think it's just dad being there, dad not being there. And don't get it twisted. A lot of situations isn't that. Sometimes dad isn't being there just for the simple fact that your mom and dad just don't get along. Yeah, I mean uh, sometimes relationships don't work out. But that doesn't necessarily mean that... You have a bad impact. Right. And so... We're gonna, we're gonna def- we should definitely touch into that. Because I think that... Um, I just oh, saw the video. My fault. I just saw the video yesterday. Dad literally took his daughter to get her hair done for school. Mm-hmm. Mom picked the daughter up. Saw that the hair was done. She had like ballies and all that and braids in her hair. Mm-hmm. Moms literally took scissors and like cut the ballies out and made the daughter cry. I don't know why they recorded this, but yo, like it was sad. It's like, damn, dog. Like now that kid's going through trauma, literally has to experience a co-parent shit that's horrible. Yeah. And it's like, who are you to blame? Like because by the system, mom gets all the rights. Um, the kids gotta go with mom well, if they're well, split most of most of the time. Well, that's that's state right? by state, case by case. Typically, the stereotype is that you hear that the mother typically the mother, t- yeah. takes over the the the, the, the 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 situation, but that's not always true and not always correct. And there are there are ways in the justice system that they've actually made it to where it's like more even but at, to your point right i think the worst thing that you can do is use the kids as the vice in co-parenting that is the absolute worst thing you could ever do I see it um yeah we, we we do see it a lot um and that is it because of our environment possibly but truth be told i mean first of all a lot of times when uh, when the, when parents don't work out there's usually like three or four of the same factors that kind of like happen all the time right yeah. it's like either like the guy was cheating 
you know, the girl uh, does just doesn't want to, you know, she has postpartum and doesn't want to take accountability take account, for yeah. that, which is a serious mental health issue um, that a lot of people don't talk about. We'll, we'll talk about that at another topic. Um, or, like, you know, you can grow apart. Mm. Really can grow apart. Um, or... Because I think a lot of people, speaking on growing apart, it's like it's like once the kid here, mm-hmm. it's like they stop being with each other and all their focus goes on the kid. Right, but that's... And they grow apart because of but it. But then, see, that's that's not taking accountability for each other, you know, and that's another thing. Or when one party decides to just abandon everything, you know, which I see that a lot, which too. we've seen a lot too, you know. So <laughs> which which you look at your situation and it's like, dang, I got a kid, I know this person's situation, I'm gonna just hit the ground running, and if you catch me, you catch me. If not, I gotta raise this child. Right, but you you brought up some really good, interesting impacts and 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 things in that nature. So like. Legitly, um, so we talk about, look, we have the slave mentality, right? So, just had a conversation with a, with a, with a, with a nice young lady, and we were talking about how, I don't know if you know this, my great-grandmother was a slave. My great-great-grandmother was too. So your great-great-grandma, see, my great-grandmother was a slave. Like, my grandmother... So her mother, okay, she she was born into slavery, right? Now, we're talking 140 years, yeah. okay? That's not that long ago, yeah, if you gran- really, really think about yeah, my it. My great-great-grandmother, she was 110 when she died. Wow. And she passed away, like, I think, like, 10 years ago. So my grandmother just passed away last year. That's 2000. <clears throat> 2000 well, she passed away in 2000. Let's see, September of 2018, okay? She was 96, okay? Her mother passed away when I was a kid. Probably, I want to say like 80, I want to say like 88, 89. She was 100, she was 103. Yeah, I'm about to say, once you get to like that 95-ish, it it, it gets pushing. So, So, yeah, I mean, we're not, so that mentality of... It was all work, no play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that has a, a, a deciding factor. And like I said, like we said, folks, we're just talking about our experiences. I'm mean, there. There are other, you know, extenuating circumstances with for, within other cultures. We're just going to talk about this specific, right? So then you have, so then you have systematic oppression, right? So Jim Crow, okay? Jim Crow mm-hmm. affected everybody that wasn't white. Yep. Let's just put it. Let's just put it out there like that. And that systematic oppression was made in order for us to stay down. Well, what does that do in turn to the black man? Can't get a job. Can't get a job. Can't vote. Can't vote. Can't buy property. Can't buy property. These are all the things that make you better. Right? You can't... There there, there are things that prevent you from becoming a better person, a better family, and have give yourself more opportunities, opportunities to do things. Right? Which matriculates into education, right? So Mind you, since slavery, mm-hmm. we never got education. Right. If you if you were self-taught, you were beat. 
Right. Or if, two, if they found. Or if they, if they found, found out. Yeah. If they found out. So, but here, but so, since there was systematic oppression, we got into the education fact, we were segregated. Yep. You know, and, and <clears throat> a lot of, a lot of people out there will tell you that segregation was the biggest downfall in the black community. I partially believe that, but I also partially believe that there should have been no systematic oppression. Therefore, if it didn't exist, we wouldn't have to worry about segregating each other because, in turn, everybody would have the same exact opportunities mm. and the same exact educations. But that we all know that that's not the case. So, but, even though we know it works in other countries, yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but that's another that's another topic, right? So, due due to all this stuff. Now you have a deep-rooted oppression mentally, physically, okay, that starts to build in. So then our black men, our Latino men, men of color are starting to get more incarcerated than normal, right? Then you have the drug boom, okay? Cocaine, heroin, whoa, before before that. No, that was like Before that, before that. Started in the 60s. Oh, you're talking about, all right, yeah. Okay, started in the 60s. Then it really really boomed in the 70s. Disco? Boomed everywhere. Uh, East Coast, West Coast, didn't matter. Where you were, Florida, all this, right? Texas. That's before we got the crack. Right. I mean, those of you who don't know much about drugs, crack cocaine is just, like, well, crack cocaine, but... Basically, it's a more of a raw form. Basically, it's crystallized, and then you can burn it. It's and cocaine. You, you can do a lot with it. It's just cocaine is powder. Right. Crack cut, is rock. Right. Cut with baking soda. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, yeah. there it is. All right. Drug lesson one one. Okay. So, <laughs> so, all right. So, because of all these years and years of oppressing things, the system has created very difficult to stay together. Yeah, it broke mm-hmm. up the household. Right. It's made it very difficult. So, so you say, okay, well, what do you, what do we do to fix it? There's a lot of things we can do. We can try. We can attempt. The biggest thing for everybody to do is this, a, have accountability for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's number one, because even though you may have not been granted opportunities, or you may have been held down, or you may have, you know, felt like the, this, this and that has been working against you, and this and this and that, but. Ultimately, if you are literally just trying to better yourself and holding yourself accountable, then you know you'll start making the right decisions, especially when you bring in a life into this world. See, some people bring lives into this world and think that it's not even, like, they think it's a casual thing. Listen, folks bring children into this world for the wrong reasons, Mm -hmm. male and female. Right. We hear it all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Whether it's a one night stand, whether it's a long relationship, mm. people look at kids as cash cow, mm-hmm. the come up, mm-hmm. an opportunity. But then you, they also look as a kid as a trap. Mm-hmm. See, it's either one way. It's either your 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 folks got money, and we gonna make this shit work. Which means my kid is taken care of because 
the mom got money or the dad got money. Mm-hmm. Or it's a trap where it's like I'm gonna make you a, I'm gonna make you a parent even though you're not ready. So you you're stuck with me. Or I'm keeping this kid because I don't mm-hmm. want you to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Looking at it from that standpoint, a, a lot of people have to grow up to be fathers just on the whim of like trying to figure it out of like how they even like got there in the first place. Because yeah. a lot of, because I, I don't think people really like playing kids, even though some people do. But like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I see that. I mean, I mean, I, I see that in in this part. Let, let's, yeah, let's 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 break it down about um, an absent father in America. Um, so. Here, according to the 2017 Census Bureau, okay, so it's 2017, all right, 19.7 million children in homes, okay? Those represent uh, children living without a biological father, a stepfather, or an adopted father, okay? Um, Consequently, there is a father factor in nearly... All the social ills facing America today, research shows that when a child is raised in a father-absent home, he or she will be affected in the following ways. They're four times greater of having a risk of poverty. They're seven times more likely to become a teen mother, okay, specifically with girls or mm-hmm. boys that have impregnated teens, okay, so just being a teen, teen parent, okay. You're more likely to have behavioral problems starting at preschool levels. Uh, child abuse is more uh, prevalent. Neglect is more prevalent. Um, there's a two times greater risk of infant mortality um, due to stress. Mm-hmm. Heightened levels of depression and anxiety. Um, you're more likely to have or use and or abuse drugs and alcohol. Okay. You're more likely to go to prison and be incarcerated. Um, you're two times more likely to suffer from childhood obesity, which I thought I was never interesting. Knew that. I thought that was really interesting. I never knew that. Um, you're more likely to commit a crime. Okay. And you're two times more likely to drop out of high school. Now, these are some very interesting statistics. Mind now, you, they're not in order. Right, they're not in order, and they're not, you know, they're not rated or anything like that. But let's break this down, right? So you're four times... Start from the bottom. Start from the bottom? Yeah, okay. start from the bottom. So we'll start from, So you're two times more likely to drop out of high school. Um, Which is, to me, mm-hmm. I kind of believe that, but it's also wild because women, especially black women, are the most educated... In America, most educated group. Group, yes. In America, yeah, that is. So that is it's like, fact. so yeah. it's like looking at it from a standpoint of, dang, single mother, still educated, but with the fatherless impact of her children. So there's like, two points. There's two points I really want to make out of that. 
Number one, it shows you that women have had to step up because of the lack of a father figure for their children and for themselves. So, That's number one. The second point I would like to make is that when they say more likely to drop out of high school, just because you drop out of high school doesn't necessarily mean you wanted to drop out of high school. It's more so you had to. You had to. When I was teaching, okay, um, those of you who don't know, my first profession was a teacher, okay? When I was teaching, I had a kid who was 13 years old, oldest brother out of five, no father in the home, okay? This kid, come home. he would come to my class sleeping every day. And I asked him, you know, why, you know, I pulled him to the side one day and I was like, why are you sleeping every day? He said, I work two jobs. Now, this is a 13-year-old. 13. What's that, 8th grade? 7th. 7th grade. Working two jobs. I mean, statistically, he's never going to, he's not going to make it. Because he's worried about his 11-year-old, 7-year-old, 5-year-old, and 3-year-old siblings at home. He's, where he has to go pick them. He's got a, he's playing a dad role at 13 years old. So while also trying to while survive. also trying to survive and stay out of trouble and pass school. Yeah. That that's a lot. So that he can better his situation. <laughs> that that's a lot. I'm not gonna hold you. That's a lot for anybody to adore, let alone a 13 year old. All right. Um, next point was you're more likely to commit a crime. Well. Statistics show, yeah, you probably will commit a crime because guess what? You're trying to compensate for something. You're looking, you're searching for something. Right. And don't know how to get it. Don't never never learned it. the tools how to get it. Um, the people that you're looking for in a father figure mm -hmm. is usually the people that you see outside on your front step, <laughs> on your block. On the corner. You know, and They look out for you from right. a youth. Make sure you straight, yo, go, yo, make young boy. Make sure you go to school. Mm -hmm. Keep up with them grades. Yep. Yo, you playing ball? They, they gonna be at the games. Yep. But those figures are not not holding them to a standard of accountability that's socially acceptable. Okay, so you know, yeah, you may you may be taking care of you know young Aki over here, but you know what I'm saying, you know. But, he, you know, you, one day you pulling up, you know, <laughs> shooting up a car, whatever the case may be, yeah. or, you know, you robbing this store. P perfect example of that, right? The movie Juice. The movie Juice. One of my favorite movies. Right? So, when Bishop went to go, had this, he had this grand idea, you know what I mean? We, we never saw Bishop's parents, really, in, in the movie Juice. Mm -mm. Um, He's with his grandma and granddad. Right. So, that just shows you right there. Yeah. Even though the grandfather was there, he was he was sick though. Right, he never. And all he watches war films. Never had a, a significant role in his life. Me on the other hand, like I spent almost every day with my grandfather. Every day, I mean, we did everything together. I mean, everything from going to the barber, even though he was bald. You know what I'm saying? He would get the, you know get the little trim up. Or whatever, like we walked to the barbershop together. Get the hot steam. We would, we would we would talk. We would talk. <laughs> we would have really really good talks. We played checkers together. We played chess together. Did play darts. You know, watch movies. 
Where at, at the time you had to like actually like stick the 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 VHS, the VHS and the, v, and the VCR. <laughs> for those for those of you young ones that don't know what a VCR looks like, <laughs> um, you actually had to wait until a TV show came on, and then you you know you you run real quick, hit that, you make sure it was on LP or, or ELP, you know, extended long play. This way you can record the shows and always watch your movies. But, you know, I did a lot of stuff with him, and th those things carry over into your life as an adult mm -hmm. because you want to make sure that those things are still accountable. Now, here's another one here. This is interesting. You're two times more likely to suffer from childhood obesity. I thought that was ex extremely intriguing. Um, Americans are obese as it is. Yeah, I was about to say You that. know, Americans are gluttons when it comes to eating food. You can go to you can go to most restaurants. I would say ninety percent of restaurants overserve you with serving sizes. I mean, it's just it's just out of it's just astronomical what you know what the amount of food that we consume. Think about it like this, right? You go to a you go to a restaurant, okay? The normal daily calorie intake for a normal human being should be between two thousand and twenty five hundred calories, right? I ain't even counting. Listen. If you go, now that they have the state laws in place where it tells you how many calories are in meals, think about this. You go to IHOP, right? Or you go somewhere, you're eating 2,000 calories just for that one meal. Mm -hmm. So just imagine you eating three meals a day. That's 6,000 calories. Add some stress to that mix. Add my daddy ain't here to that mix. Damn, I'm not doing good in school to that mix. Mm -hmm. You know, just as much as people stress about you know, they get anxiety and they lose weight. People gain weight too. Um, that was that was intriguing to me. What do you think about that? I had no idea that that was even a correlation. I would have never thought that because somebody's dad is in here that they got huge. But what? then it's crazy because it's like stress hits differently. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But it's crazy how that stress of my dad's not here is the reason why I'm eating so much. But then it's crazy because when you think about it, they're fulfilling. They're they're a filling void. a void, absolutely. But the what they're fulfilling is making them satisfied, which is food. Mm -hmm. I'm empty inside. Well, that goes hand in hand with the drug abuse one. Yeah, you know, I get, instead it's, of it's food, it's it's drugs. Smoking weed, I'm like it's one of those things where it's like yeah. you 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 tap into a lot more and and abuse. I'm sorry, and abuse because and, and abuse you like I'm I'm got all, angry. I'm, got yeah. some anger. You need to get out. You know, and like it's cra it's crazy. Like looking at it like that, but it's real because it's depression, anxiety, stress, PTSD, PTSD, panic, panicking. Um, and then all that, like, it's crazy because you, you kind of got to look at it like that now because it affects everybody differently. It's, you could be you could be super emotional, like emotional, like a roller coaster where, like, you're just crying all day long. You have no idea. Mm -hmm. You're just like, yo, I just feel empty inside. But why are you empty? I don't know. Well, um... Man, I mean, it, it. Now, here's what here's what we'll say too. I mean, so the other the other ones here is uh, you have four times greater risk of pov poverty. 
I mean, I think that just comes with the territory. I think that just comes with whatever zip code you was born into. Right. And like, that um, don't mean nothing. And not being properly shown responsibility, accountability. Because yeah. that's the thing. That's the reason why like, I just think it's zip code. Because if you lived in the Bay, that statistic technically don't matter because 100K is poverty level. There. Yeah. Yeah, there is, yeah. But, but you, would, you wouldn't else, even live it, in the Bay. You'd live in Oakland. Well, I guess that would yeah, be the, that's the Bay. Bay. But, but just looking at it like that, 100000 if I had 100000 in Bama, living like God. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I mean, poverty is poverty. No matter, is. How you, no matter how you slice it. Um, but, which is, which is, but here, which but, is determined by the zip code. That but, not, but that's just locational poverty. We're not talking about basic mathematical and money skills how to budget how to how to write a check yeah. how to budget a checkbook and yep. and or balance your account how to invest your money how to make sure that you that, that future generations beyond you have don't have opportunities that you have presenting like life insurance policies you know let's talk, let's talk wills about and things like that so let's talk about that you ever notice that a lot of Let's just say older couples. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like the bills and stuff, it's not really the man that handles that. No, 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 no. The man works. Yeah. Brings the money home. Right. Gives it to the wife. Right. She handles everything else. Right. Right. Pop no. don't have time to teach. Why? Because I was working. Well, you know, there's there. But the, but the thing, most there, households were like that. Therein lies the difference between baby boom. Gen X, Millennial, Gen Y, you know, because the 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 roles in society have changed a lot, a lot, how drastically, yeah. and I mean some for the better, some for the worse. Yeah. All right, for the better, right? Women have. Um, more equality in, in rights, better rights, more opportunities, more opportunities. to get themselves um, jobs and careers to take care of themselves and the families. Mm-hmm. You know, they stepped up a lot because of, like I said, missing... Lack of somebody yeah, being there. Right, l- lack of men in the um, actual whether it's their Whether it's their father right, or their mate who... Brought their kid in this world. Right. So, that's for the better, but when you think about it, like, the example you just gave would be more baby boomer. That's, that's more of a baby boomer mindset. Because man work, man work, woman took, took care, care of the house. house. Exactly. And those days are, are pretty much gone for the most part. Um, where it's like, you know, dad has two, three jobs. Never spends time with. Kids. But see, there's, there's there, but there, therein lies another another problem there, Bob. It's because like, okay, man works so much, he never spends time with the kids. Never spends time with son. Never spends time with daughter, and but that he, that creates trauma to them. But dad, but dad's response to that would be, my job is to make sure to provide the essentials. Yeah, but yes. However, however, 
I brought you in this world. Just because you work every single day and you come home tired doesn't necessarily mean you stop being a father inside the home. You got to hold yourself accountable for that. You know, same, just like we said on the podcast last week, okay? You do things beyond for what you love, mm-hmm. okay? If you love your children... You're gonna go above and beyond for them. Not and 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 you may you may show it by just working. You may show it by spending time and things like that. Which is which is funny because I know a lot of my African friends mm-hmm. when they speak on like their family setup. Yeah. Their parents aren't affectionate. Dad literally just works, come home, and go to bed, do it again. Ain't really that much interaction. Well, let's let's be clear here. Depending on which African culture you're talking about, that father could have anywhere between one and fifty kids. Yeah. Okay. That's true. And I and and you, some of you may say fifty. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. That's like if they're Muslim and they got like four. Yes, wives. yes, yes, yes. Right. You know, and sorry, it, guys. Yes, this happens. Yes. Yeah, so, but. That's not to debt the fact that, like, okay, if you're talking about your typical black American statistical household, which had father, mother, two kids, for the most part, right? We'll keep it very simple. You still got to spend time with little Alex and little Susie. Like, no matter how you slice it, yeah, yeah, you could work like crazy or whatever, and that's commendable, no doubt, you know, but... It's a necessity. You have to yeah, find yeah, time. You have to find the time. So... So, let me ask you. Yes, sir. Because you're a dad. Mm-hmm. Because you're a father. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the definition mm-hmm. of the two, what is your definition of the two? Mm. Because I believe that anybody can be a dad. Not everybody can be a father. Correct. Correct. Um, a dad can pretty much supply sperm to any fertilized woman and, and, and go. Okay? A father is someone who's there to financially, morally, physically, mentally help, benefit, support um, their children in any way, shape, or form that they can possibly do it. Um... Like I said, you have to become a selfless person. Once you become a mother or a father, first of all, let me say this real quick, right? Women women go through hell with their bodies once they become once they become pregnant. Yeah. Okay. It takes it takes a really good man, like a really good stable-minded person, men to have to support that. You know, you have to be fully capable, understanding, sympathetic, and, and very... And you have to value what you're doing because you created life. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not a... You have to value that process. It's not a fly-by situation. Like, uh. you know, I think if people understood that process a little bit more, I think they'd be a little bit more cautious with who they fucking or who they sleeping with or whatever the case may be. But... Um, that would be my definition of a father versus a dad. 
know what's crazy? By definition, mm-hmm. it's actually the opposite. It's actually is, the opposite. Which is weird. <laughs> it's because father, it'd father. be Happy Father's Day. It'd be Happy Dad Day versus Happy Father's yeah, Day. Like, it's, it's weird. <laughs> it's like they say father is the so what, person what was, who reproduces. What was, what was the definitions that you were able to find? So, based off definition, it says father. The bi- just the biological parent of the child. Okay. That's literally all it says. That's all it says. And then it says a dad is a person who's actively in the child's life, present and participating. Okay. Me, I, I'm think I was always told like dad is just mom and dad is there, but it takes work to to be a mother and a father. Anybody could be a mom and dad. But a mother and father, that's work. That's the work you put in. Right. Well. But by definition, it's like, dang. It doesn't really give you much, man, but. Listen, I'm going to be a little raw today. Fuck them definitions. Because I have my own definitions and I'm going to keep on going. <laughs> I'm both. I'm both. I'm Uncle Bob. Um. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to continue to be both until the day I die. And, you know, it's. Like I said, it's all it's all about. Now I have a very now for those of you who don't know me very well, you know what I mean like I didn't I didn't have a father growing up. I have father figures around me. Okay, my grandfather was one of those people. Um, I had two uncles that were around as well, um, and they all taught me different things with different levels of complexity and and everything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff as simple as how to shave. How to f- change a tire. Manhood. Manhood. Like, which, which I think is going, which, yo. Yeah, like, you know, if you were if you were crying or whining, oh, you couldn't do that. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, I remember them I watch I watch parents nowadays let their little, little boys and girls whine and just fuss and cry. Get away with some stuff. No, no, no. Not in my day. Not in my day. I'm only 30. Shoot, like, man. Nah, no, look. listen... There was no whining, fussing, pouting, no, none of that. You you picked your chin up and you took it. That that's what it was. Um, but I also the first question I used to get asked: "What you crying for?" Right. Also, <laughs> um, like how, how to fish. Dog, you know, dog. How to, um, how to you know? You know I how do. That is? Yeah, I do. I do <clears throat> woodwork downstairs. Like I know how to fix my house. I know how to do pipes. I know how to. Fix drywall, like all the all the you, men stuff that, that men. Did should, you, should do, you do you really know the lesson of fishing though? It's patience. Of course. I never knew that until now. Of course. I mean, listen. You go out to fish. You can be out there all day and not catch a damn thing. You can be out there for one hour and catch twenty fish. Like it's crazy. Like you, like I this mean, whole time it's like yo. Like I used to get tired of going fishing, but then over time like. My grandfather had to, like, tell me, like, what it is about fishing. It ain't about catching the fish. Right. It's about being at peace. Mm-hmm. One with self. Right. Free. And literally just testing the test of, like, standing the test of time, which is patience. And then I so often, like, you catch what you catch, but... It's, that's the lesson, right? So it's it, it's literally going through the repetition of get the worm, get the worm on the thing, cast off. 
do it. You yeah. keep doing it over right. and over. Keep doing it. Then you let it sit. Crack bears. Smoke. You might grill. Like, it, it's... Doing that, that is what the enjoyment was. Right. Playing checkers. Playing chess. You know, um, depending on your family. Whether you doing things around the house. Like, it's like, yo, I, I can, I'm at peace. Right. Like... Yeah, I mean... I'm doing man things. Like, you know what I mean? You know how crazy it is? Like, mm-hmm. my cousins and them, they'll be dating these guys or whatever. And it's like, dang. Oh, can't put your table up. Mm. I mean, mean, it goes back to the, chival- like, the chivalry. Yeah. Uh, the whole chivalry but like, but like, it's yeah. it, But it's more so... I'm looking at it from a standpoint of... Damn, you got a flat. Why you ain't call your boyfriend? You know what irks me, bro? When, when men don't get out the car to pump gas when the woman's driving... But like it's like all that's man. taught. Like, like all that's all that. There's all a, there's like, yo, so like, there's many really little a code, things. There's yeah. really a code yes. to like manhood. Right. There is. Yeah. Like generation one on one. Like there's a there's a code, and it's like, like what happened? Well, what happens is when you add drugs in the eighties, okay, with mass incarceration in the nineties, where suicide rates. And and murder rates went up astronomically yeah. in the nineties. Okay, I don't know if you remember this, Bob, but growing up in West Philly in the nineties was rough, rough. It used to be the murder cat. Rough. I mean, I'm. I mean, it was like for years. Like, I mean, it was bad, bro. It was like there. Were, I mean, even now. I mean, what what did we have last year in two thousand nineteen with three hundred and three hundred something. Three hundred ninety murders or so. I think we tied that already. Something like that. I mean, it was ridiculous. But anyway, you add all that in, right? And then a situation where mom and dad may not be getting along. And then, you know, you out here hustling. The next thing you know, like you're missing out on on all the vital roles that you need to be in. You know, you need to be, especially if you have a junior. If you have a little, you know what I mean? Little guy. But even more importantly for girls... Girls need their dads more than anything in this world, man. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't begin to express that. So, but like, like we're just now talking. Like we've talked about positive things. Like some people have such bad experiences with their fathers that they don't even want to be around them, and it's caused some adulthood traumas. Let's point one out. Michael Jackson. Mm. Joe Jackson was super present. Did every did work any worked, worked his hard. ass off. He worked hard, you know. Look, he, look, worked his ass off. Yep. Provided for his kids. All nine of them. Would do would look would do anything for his kids. Mm-hmm. But every last one of them feared their damn life of Joe Jackson. You know who I would really be interested to, to talk to out of that out of that Jackson household? Jackie. Jackie was the oldest. He was the oldest, yeah. And I could do shit. He I had would to be with his little brothers. I would wonder, you know, for those of those of you who don't know, I probably it probably be Jackie and what's the youngest daughter? I mean, sister? Uh, yeah, no young, daughter. The Latoya. Youngest, Latoya's the youngest. Is it Latoya or is it Janet? No, uh, I probably talked to Latoya just because she's not famous. No, she's famous. She was a Playboy. Yeah, but I take that role rather than like superstar. No, Reeby is the one that's not as famous. Yeah, as yeah, 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 yeah. Reeby, Reeby. But, but <clears throat> I'm not gonna say I'm not news. But no, that's a prime example. 
that's a prime example where physical abuse has hit home and now you you know you got to figure out now here here's the caveat to that some people would go and say you know what fuck this sob you know i'm out of here we're taking the kids we're out okay mm-hmm. tina turner okay mm-hmm. finally finally got got the gall and the gumption to get out of there right mm-hmm. some people would be like the jacksons where you stay through all that trauma. But he never did any, I don't think he did anything to the mom. I think everything was to the kids. Oh, he... Catherine? I don't, I don't, I don't think he ever... What they show on the movie. I, I'm, I speaking on, I'm speaking on the movie. I don't think... I don't think Joseph ever hit Catherine ever. He took his aggressions out on the On, on the, the boys. boys. On the boys. I don't even know if he beat the girls. I don't think he did. Based on the movie, look. No, not, not even based on the no, movie. I'm just, just saying. based on the bi- autobiographies. I mean, they they have him, but I don't. I think because I think Tito talked about it. They was all. It was always boys and the girls with the girls. Right. He kept them he, separate. It was always purpose. separate. Right. I think. I mean, I, from what I hear, I, from what I heard, or seen, Marlon was the one who got it the worst. Him and Michael. Him and Michael. Him and they Michael. was the youngest. Wow. No, no, Randy was the youngest. But I'm just saying that the most pressure was put on Michael because he was the most talented. Mm-hmm. But Marlon was always with Michael. With Michael, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always with Michael. Jackie. Now, Michael look, looked up to Jackie, the, or I mean to uh, Jermaine the Jermaine. most. Yeah. But that's, a, that's an instance where a negative environment can really... Inhibit how you your relationship moves forward now. Cause it took Michael to to become what? Not even off the wall, Michael. I think what bad Michael to like really be like yo. I gotta get away from my dad. No, no, no. It was off the wall. Was it off the wall? It was off the wall. Once Jermaine left the group, they became the Jacksons, right? And then they switched over to MCA Records. Um, they, they, it all just kind of fell apart. Michael, at that point, was, was, was recording off the wall. Yeah, right. So, and, and blossomed with Thriller. But, with all that being said, Mike's rich. There are situations where people out there, and I didn't know some. People are not rich. And... And they fear their lives going home. Right? Can't get an F. Can't get a, can't get a C. I know something they can't get a B. I knew some. I knew some where like they did everything right, but you just knew one day a week it was gonna be hell. You know, it was a great movie about this Antoine Fisher. I was about to say that. Yeah, and when I saw that one. movie, when I saw the movie in the theater, yeah, I actually I cried. cried. Bro. I actually did, yeah, because that was that was rough to see. He got sexually molested by the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, his best friend, another male. Role model that he confided in got shot and killed. But what was he doing? Committing a Committing crime. crime. For what? Survival. He, he, survival. And he didn't have any guidance either. Yeah. Okay. Um, unknown family. Yeah, because he was in the system. Right? Because mom, mom was a drug addict. Drug addict. Father was. Don't know. Don't know at all. And so later on in life. Right. And he enlisted in the Navy 
for an opportunity to get himself in a better place. But he had all these traumatic things happen to him along the way. He's lucky to even have the opportunity to even get, get in. To Navy. get in. I mean, remember they was gonna kick him out because of most of the stuff. Right. But that was but that was mental. That was mental. That he would he dealt with physical and mental abuse mm-hmm. on on a multitude Multiple. of levels throughout many years, mm-hmm. which really because he did not have a stout fatherly figure in his life present to guide him along the way. And so I say this to say this is why we're doing this episode. This this is probably one of the most critical things out there that people don't talk about is the fact that every every child in their lives needs needs their father. You know, and their father has to be present in their life on a multitude of different things. Because you'll be surprised on what type of reactions you'll get even when you're just present for something that maybe you always wanted to do. What's something you always wanted to do, Bob, as a kid? As a kid? Dang, now you going to put me on the spot. Mm-hmm. As a kid, go to Disneyland, Disney World. Go to Disney World in Florida. Yeah. Florida. When was the first time you visited Disney World? Last summer. How old were you? 29. 29. How did it feel going? It was amazing. I kind of wish I did it as a kid, though. And it, felt, it felt like I was missing out on something. Okay. I got the experience, but it was like, damn. Like I can imagine if I was like three seeing this. Then coming back at like eight. Then doing it again at like 14, like, it's like, damn. Do you think that if you, do you attribute that to your your biological father not really being around? Or, because you know you have your stepdad, your stepdad's a really cool dude. Um, I think it just, I, I think with a father biological father not being present mm-hmm. because my mom and my dad used to be married they split I would say when I was like 8 10 okay. so looking at it from that dynamic them being married like I was the only child till I was 8 mm-hmm. did everything with my dad mm-hmm. from like cutting grass all that stuff like my dad was really in my life to where next thing you know he's gone. Then I got this other man coming into my space. It's like, <laughs> who are you? Like, what is that? <laughs> How long are you here for? <laughs> like, so I'm looking at it from a dynamic of of a Disney experience. I feel like if my mom and my dad was still together, mm-hmm. my dad was present. Mm-hmm. They work through whatever they work through, whatever. I feel like that experience would have came earlier, would have came faster, and would have had more of those experiences because my dad was present. Because he's not, and I have a, wasn't really viewed as like my stepdad. It was more so like my mom's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And I was still a kid growing up. I was like 10. But I had to grow up fast because 
I don't know how long he's going to be here. Right. I don't even know if he could take care of my mom. I don't know. But my mom was always working. So, literally, from the time I go to school to the time I come home, I would probably only see my mom until, like, 7 o'clock. Because she's working. Mm. So, who is my male figures that I'm looking at, let's just say, from the time I'm out of school to the time my mom gets home? Most of the time, it was the streets. My stepdad wasn't there. Like, really, he wasn't really, like, living with us until later on in life. Yeah. And, like, high school and stuff. So. So, like, I think if your father's present, I just, me personally, I feel like you kind of experience a lot more mm -hmm. consistently with life rather than your father not being present. Mm. And it's different because I was eight seeing my stepdad. If I was probably like four seeing my stepdad, it'd probably be a different bond. Mm -hmm. But because I know my dad, I know what my dad looked like. Yeah. I know what his voice looked like. I've seen pictures. I've seen videos. Yeah. Like it's it's different. You know, like you know where I think it, it affected me the most in relationships. And when I tell you relationships, I mean like, like boyfriend girlfriend relationship. Yeah. Because with my grandparents, right? My grandparents were married for fifty four years before my grandfather passed. Okay. Now, their their dynamic was very interesting. It was a separate, separate but together kind of relationship. Oh, the and whole, we're not together, we just live here? N no. <laughs> it was, we're married, but my grandfather spent a majority of the time in the basement. You know, playing around with his hobbies and really just kind of doing things, fixing things. They're in their out. space. Right, they're in their they're own in their spaces. Yo, my, yo, grandma, my grandmother used to sit in the corner right over there. And literally would read Reader's Digest or she would read me stories or do crossword puzzles. My grandmother did crossword puzzles literally until three days before she died. Okay, so she would just do do, do those things. She would wake up at early, she would wake up early, make coffee, make coffee for my grandfather. Okay, then she would make breakfast because she always asked him what he wanted. And he always said the same things. He said, I want three eggs, sunny side up. That was it. That's all he wanted, all the time. So he eat three eggs, right? Then, once they did that, they went into their little their they, little they, spaces, they, they right? Divide. My grandmother would sit in the sit in the kitchen, or sit in the corner, and then my grandfather would be downstairs literally all day, or in the garden. He would because we had a garden in the back, so he was like he had collard greens, carrots, potatoes, tomatoes, yeah. all that stuff. He he would he actually was out there. It's a lot of dynamics like that. That's crazy. And I was just talking to somebody <laughs> earlier. Yo, they like yo, they mom and dad do that now. I'm like yo, it's it's amazing. <clears throat> it's amazing, but also too like so then like lunchtime he had the same thing for lunch salad, <laughs> and like he had a salad every day for lunch, and a <laughs> and a tuna sandwich. Okay, my, and then during the day, like during the afternoon, my grandmother would sit there and actually like watch soap operas. So she would watch 
back in the day, it would be like Young and the Restless, As the World Turns. Oh, I'm sorry. As the world turns, uh, as, uh, as the world turns, younger and the restless, restless and then bold and beautiful. Bold and, yeah. So she's she watching those back, back to back, and then my grandfather would—he didn't want no parts of that. So, <laughs> so he he would be downstairs. But whenever I came over here, where was I? Pure beeline right downstairs to the basement to go see my grandfather, and we'd be down there. We would do all sorts of stuff down there. I mean, he taught me all sorts of stuff. But when I spent the night here. It was different because my grandmother and, and my grandfather slept in the same bed, but then they slept in separate, separate. beds. And then my grandmother went into the back. When they move room. And and they, my grandfather was in the front. So like when I was spend the night, I used to sleep with my grandfather. Like I used to sleep with him. He snored like a fucking chainsaw. I'm not gonna hold you. My grandmother would say like, yes, I'm 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 moving in the back to. Uh, get away from him because he snores so loud and she was a light sleeper. But truth be told, I don't know if that was, that's true. I, I, don't, I don't know to this day. So, and my mom, like I said, my mom really didn't date anybody really. I mean, she dated, I'm, I'm, but she didn't bring him around me, right? So, I didn't, get to, I didn't get to see my mm-hmm. mom directly into a, in, a, in a relationship with a father figure. So, like, I have this separate but equal mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Then I got, then I go home and I got my mom with, like, maybe she's dating, maybe she's not. I don't know. Because you're not it's seeing. Not enough, so I'm not seeing, so I don't know what's going on there. What's, you gotta as a man, out. like, how am I, what am I, what am I supposed, what is, what is marriage, what is love, what is all these, so I used to think about that a lot. And that was, to me, is where it affected me the most. Not having a dad. It's seeing it's seeing that person every single day who wake up and kiss your mom, hug your mom, care about them, go off to work, you know, come back and bring bring home the bacon, so to speak. Bring home the bread. Mm. Mom comes home, bring home some bread. Guess what? We got bread together. We take care of what we need to take care of. We divvy the rest for savings or vacations mm-hmm. or whatnot. Like, I didn't get that dynamic. And, and, and there's a lot of people out here who didn't get that, that that dynamic at all. There's some people out here, some of our baggers who listen, who went through some terrible physical abuse. There's some of our baggers who went out, you know, have, have dealt with mental abuse. Mm-hmm. There's some who have had both their parents their whole entire lives and, the, and, and never on had... Paper, and, on paper, it looks perfect. Yep, on paper it looks perfect, but had some traumas. Mm-hmm. Some people have had both their parents and had a perfect family dynamic. You know, kudos. You're probably the, the low percentage of people out here who really have had... And mind you, real rap, if you did, don't take that shit for granted. Like... Appreciate it. It's, it's, it's amazing to see how, how these things truly do affect you in the long term. Mm. So, because I always made... So, you, I know you asked me the other time. You said, Swim, why you love your daughter so much, blah, blah, blah. Like... What is it about that 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 is the best thing in the world? Because I did not have a father growing up, I wanted to be the best dad that I could possibly be, the best father I could possibly be. No cap, like I wanted. It didn't matter how many kids I had. I am going to do whatever it took for all of them. It doesn't matter. Let's speaking on that. That was LeBron's answer. 
of why he tries, like, on his off days mm-hmm. to be at his kids' games. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I didn't have that. Right. It was my mom in the crowd going crazy. I'm looking in the crowd looking for my dad. Like, so guess what? For my kids that's mm-hmm. doing something that I love yeah. and we bond on that, guess what? You got my support. I'm here. Right. Every game. I don't care if I'm famous. I'm still a dad. I'm still your dad. Right. I don't care about that. But luckily, I had my grandfather to fill that void yeah. until I was 16 and he passed, which I, in which case I was devastated. You know, devastated. You know, I would have hoped to at least have him see me graduate college. I, I would have loved that. I would have loved to see him see me, see me swim at nationals. And I'd have been like, Grandpa, remember all those times you took me to practice? <clears throat> it worked. It, 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 it paid off. Paid off, Dad. Um, so, um, listen, this was a this was a great topic to talk about. And we could talk about this for days, cause <laughs> I mean, I, I and I just let y'all know, like, one of the reasons why I brought this up was because I just heard people like talking so crazy about like D Wade's situation and his son, and I'm just mm, like, yo, yeah. Before y'all judge, like look at your own situation. Well, let's let's briefly just break it down real quick. Those of you who don't know, um, du- Dwayne Wade's is is it his oldest son? No, nah, his youngest. His son. His youngest son. Okay, his youngest son re- recently just made it public, public that he is transgender, and is now a she. Wants to be referred to as she. Yes, and um, changed her name. Changed her name and and everything and. And, and Dwayne Wants to be referred to as right. Yeah. Dwayne and Gabby were very supportive of the situation. And uh, I applaud them. And it was he said it was really, he said it was difficult, but he they grabbed every support outlet that they possibly could. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. The last couple of interviews you of Dwayne Wade, he spoke on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my dad, but coming up, growing up in the hood. Mm-hmm. I saw that one way. I had to look at myself, mm-hmm. fix myself, so that I can do what is needed to protect my kid, right. to support my kid. Right. At the end of the day, I'm still a father. I'm mm-hmm. still a dad. There's, you know, that person, that child, he or she, mm-hmm. is still my responsibility. At the end of the day, right. And I would do whatever it takes to make sure that that human being is taken care of and is safe. You know how much it took, it probably took for him just to fix his own daddy issues? Listen, we Because all... he said it. He was like, yo, I don't know what it's like to be a dad and I had two kids. We we all because I played issues. ball. He was like, yo, because I played ball. Right. <laughs> I was never present. I don't know. Like. Right. But we all have dad issues. He was like, yo, I had to figure it out Mm -hmm. when they finally moved with me full time and I was on the verge of retirement. So he's like, I'm kind of like catching up. Like, we're going to learn as we go. Right. But then, like, I applaud him because I'm like, yo, like, all these people out here talking crazy. And I'm just like, yo, when the last time you had, if you have your father in your life? When the last time you had a real open discussion with your dad? Is your dad present? Mm-hmm. You know what? You the, like, 
Like, like, like, before you speak on somebody else's situation, right. look at yourself in the mirror, like, where your dad at. So, check this out, right? One of my favorite movies is Indiana Jones, right? I know that's kind of... But, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's the third one. That's the third one, yeah. Okay. There's a scene where him and his dad are escaping Germany, right? And, um... He, he and... So, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, and Sean Connery is... Dr. Jones, yeah, the, the father. And Indiana laughs and he and he goes, What's so funny? He said, We've never had an opportunity to really sit down and talk. And Indiana Jones at the time was like in his forties. You know? And his dad puts the paper down. He said, Okay, Junior, what do you want to talk about? And then he goes, uh, 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 like he had nothing he to had say. No and he said, well, you know, and then he goes, you never really did anything for me. And he, and the father looks at him and says, I gave you freedom and your privacy. I taught you a whole bunch of things because um, I respected you. Not once did I ever tell you to do this or tell you to do that. And so I thought about that, and I think about things like that, and I'm like, that's the dynamic at that time, you know. You do that. You do that in today's era, right? You're gonna you're gonna create a monster, I mm -hmm. believe, because I think back then there was a lot, there was a lot more pride in what you did, a lot more self respect in what it you did. It was more structure, though. More structure, and there was more discipline. Yeah. And no social media. Yeah. So when someone says, yeah, I love spending time with you. Like I said, I played checkers, darts, fishing, yeah. you know, with my grandfather. I was in the garden learning how to grow collard greens at three years old. I was out there washing a car at four years old. Uh. I was down in the basement making... A, a, a wooden toolbox at six using tools like actual like saws and you know you know two you know hammers and all this other stuff I learned how to do ham radio Morse code like to people all across the world like I, I learned how to develop photography I learned how to put together a printing press he had two of those. Downstairs. <laughs> okay? I learned how to play chess. See, these are the time-consuming time things that... you. It's not about the activity like you said before. It's about the patience. It's the patience and the freedom. And it's the learning and the freedom mm -hmm. of being able to learn something from someone who is older and wiser than you and has may have experienced some of the things that you were experiencing as from a, from a boy to a man... And is now passing it down to you in order for you to kind of take it, mold it into your own situation, and then pass it down to your younger generation. So, I personally love that I had that opportunity. And, like, you you had an opportunity to spend time with your dad, you know, and, and, and enjoy those opportunities. Um, you've gotten through a lot of your traumas. I know, I know for a fact. 
Um, and I'm sure all you out baggers out there who know Bob for or have <laughs> known Bob for years. He's a work in progress. But man. yeah, he's a work in progress, but he has progressed significantly. Trust me, man. Look, and I you, have too. When you when you self reflect and you really take the time and effort to really deal with your own internal issues, you'll become more free mentally and in the heart. Mm-hmm. You'll become less of an emotional roller coaster. You'll speak more on logic. Instead of being rational. Right. And you'll just have a better understanding of like who you are and like what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go in in this thing called life. Well, I will say that I'm glad we had an opportunity to talk about this. Um, And on a positive note and and on negative notes. You know what I'm saying? And be able to define the importance. So... Any of you who are out there who want to chime in on our conversation or want to let us know anything about the conversation that we just had in regards to a father's impact on your, your life. life or your children's lives, please hit us up. Let us know. Hit us up at the bag season. That's B-A-G-S-E-N underscore podcast. If you got a story to tell, make please. sure you hit that link. Please uh, do. We do check emails regularly. You know, we we definitely want to hear your responses, hear your impact, hear your stories. Mm-hmm. Um, like I always say, your testimony can help somebody. Right. If you feel like you want to be on the show and let, let us know what's going on with you, please hit us up too. Let us know if you actually want to be on the podcast. You can hit me up. I'm your boy, Swim. That's S-W-I-M. MR underscore N U P E three. And I'm Bobby Raw at Triple B nineteen eleven on all platforms. And this is Purse Talks. Season two, episode seven, a father's impact. We, we out. out.